Hey, 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 it's resident postie Russell here. Ian, Liam, Georgia and Ethan, I have a special delivery for you. Sign here, please. I can now officially announce that you've got mail. Oh, hello, and welcome to this week's BFE Mailbag, where oh. we go through all of your questions. Or, or, or this month. Let's keep it like every two months. Yeah. If it's this week, you're setting us up for a really difficult thing to follow up on. Yeah. <laughs> this is our second one. Yeah. Third. Third. <gasps> yeah. It is. With a vengeance. Yeah, Mailbag yeah. with a vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. This is the show where we get to go through all of your questions on Twitter with the hashtag BFE mailbag and ask BFE. And we we get to tell you more about ourselves outside of just discussing film and TV. And, I'm Ethan. And, and I'm Ian. And I'm Liam. And, 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 and this month, Ethan, you've you've mixed them up a bit, right? So it's not like yeah, all three yeah. questions with the same person at once. I've I've mixed them up. There we go. Ran, there we go. Did you put them in a hand and just pull one out? <laughs> yeah that's what we did yeah I, I did a little spin wheel like we did for heat george is not with us she's not feeling well um no. but she has given some answers to some questions to ethan i guess i gotta edit that opening i don't really want to <laughs> but i don't want to get people's hopes up going oh ellie's no. gonna be here yeah, yeah. such is oh. that's okay that's yeah, okay yeah that was a bit of a something like that's but, okay you know. it was kind of this moment we played we had Oh, I just moved the file over it, but all right. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so, You're still here in spirit, Ellie. Still here. Yeah. So uh, yeah, let's so, go ahead and crack a lack on, I suppose. Yeah, yeah we got we got a nice bunch uh, this week, this month even, sorry, uh, <laughs> with Poet Laureate of the BFE, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith? And he asks... He can invent a time machine in a DeLorean, of course. You of course. each get to pick a year to visit. When are you going to? And I'm going to throw uh, George's in first, which is obviously the year 3000, just to see how much has changed and if we do live underwater. <laughs> That's weird. I never would have thought of going forward. Oh, no, I wouldn't. No, I want to go back. I want to go back. So the question is, what am I going back for? What purpose is it? Is it is it personal? Am I Marty? Are there rules? Do I have to? Am I am I allowed to interact? Uh, can I just be a fly on the wall? What, what, what's the sort of situation? So I mean, if I could interact, then there's selfish ones. I've lost both both my parents, so I'd probably choose some point where I could um, where I could witness view. I'd like to talk to my dad as yeah. like as like as like an adult man because I lost my dad when I was 11. So. Yeah. Um, that would be something on a personal level. Now, on a totally side off that, just go, what about this? What about that? Uh, I would be well up for, I don't know, some like super important concert or sporting event or something of that nature. Live Aid. <laughs> Live Aid. Yeah, go back to Live Aid and actually be in the building. How cool would that yeah, be? Yeah, as that happened. What, what, what would that have been like? Yeah. Um, go back hey we just did the thing you do go back and see the beatles live at shea or something like that and you know situation of that ilk my stuff is all very still 20th century in my lifetime ask i'm not looking to go back to like pompeii or anything like that would you um, want to go to nebworth <laughs> oasis yeah i think i think that'd be cool too yeah that was the time wasn't it? That was yeah the be there and sort of be a part of that whole thing there's certain i was actually having a conversation today with someone where i went i saw the tragically hip in toronto and I wasn't a big hip fan at the time, but I still appreciated everybody in the crowd singing every word to every song. Yeah. Oasis at Nebworth would be that. <laughs> like, you're only two albums deep. 
Yeah. So it's all definitely maybe in morning glory. There's yeah, no like, yeah, yeah. here's the album we're doing. Like, I don't really like the new albums as much, but I'll sit through it so that eventually you'll, you'll play Live Forever and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that would be cool for me. But how are you? Again, on a personal level, um, I probably want to go back and see my granddad because he, he had such dry humor and he always made me laugh. Um, but on a uh, historical level, I'd probably, oh, 1888. I'd want to go back to see who Jack the Ripper really was. Oh, okay. Because that's always that's intrigued one. me. Because no one actually knows. Everyone keeps saying, oh, well, it's this guy or blah, blah, blah. But no one really knows. Okay. So Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Or Titanic. Ooh. Or to see who the Titanic really was. No. I, you know when, because <laughs> there's no um, actual footage of Titanic sinking or anything like right, that. They, right. they talk about how calm the water was. You know, a monstrosity. And it's of a, all it's all theory, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, have a monstrosity of a boat it was, and could you imagine how tragic it is that something like that could go down calmly while such terrible things were happening? Yeah. yeah. Her- oh. So you've gone with women getting murdered and like thousands of people dying in the frozen North Atlantic. Yeah, brilliant I'm at, thousands being orphaned. I'm singing "Live Forever." <laughs> You're killing people off. I'm sorry, Ethan. How about you? Um, I, I'll go personal as well. I say we, I'd love to see my dad one yeah. last time before he passed, play as an adult, and get to tell him like so and explain what's happened. I'd try and explain a podcast to him. Um, just that's one of the last things he ever remembers. Just me going, yes. Yeah, so all these hundreds of people listen to me online talk about films that we've seen <laughs> when I was younger. Well, well, also, well there's well, more Star Wars. Well, oh, well, that boy's brain. Well, Star Wars is Ethan. They listen to yeah. me, but you're on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I want to meet my dad and tell mom about my friend Ian. Oh, it's harsh. <laughs> no, 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 I appear. I appear on my. So they listen to me every so often, and then you just appear. Like, no, no, no. Let me let me hold you for a second. I'm not dying with this line. Oh, bless you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> um, I think. One singer I always wanted to watch, and I can't because he's dead, is uh, David Bowie. I, I would love to to see him at his peak and do yeah. any, any of his concerts. I would I would have loved to Ziggy. just witness Ziggy, that. Yeah. yeah. That was a special moment. Okay. Uh, next, we got our, our who asked who, Russell. Oh, that was that was Dwayne Smith that who asked Dwayne, that, right? Yeah, great yeah, question. That was a brilliant question. Fantastic. Great, great we, first we question. Could done, we could have done a whole show on that. Oh, one. I really could have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the the years that made us type. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Next, we got Russell the Posty, and this is more to Ian. Uh, but it's uh, you've directed uh, musicals in the past. Would you ever want to have a go at directing a movie or a short film? I'm, and that's something that I know we have talked about, have talked uh, about. off mic in the past before. Yeah. And you got you got some good ones. I've actually never directed a movie. I wish I directed a uh, a musical. I've I've, yeah. I've directed a couple of plays. Very good um, plays. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Very yeah, good. Plays. Yeah, I was lucky enough to be talking to a mutual friend of everybody's here. Um, haters gonna hate, and um, he was sort of bragging We're about, 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 right about yeah about about both of those plays, and I was like, well, thank you very much. Uh, really enjoy it. Uh, I, I have, yeah. I, I would want to work with someone who is skilled as a cinematographer, but I've talked and I've thought and I've got an idea for an independent movie, a short film, uh, and I've got it. I just need to figure out how to do it. 
Yeah. Uh, I've got some people who have a, who have tentatively gone, yeah, I'd be in a movie. Um, but it's about how do you actually make it look? And it's about finding time. Maybe one of, one of these summer breaks and actually going, I'm going to do it this summer. And we then making sure I shoot it. We've been it. talking about it for a few years, haven't we? Yeah, I could do my own fun-sized films on my own film. I could, yeah. I, could, I could interview myself. <laughs> or, or George <laughs> could interview me and I could yeah, be all yeah, like yeah. pompous. Like, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be half as... Uh, relatable as friend of the podcast jay salahi i'd be totally uh, yeah. pretentious you'd be like you'd be like awesome wells <laughs> you know the best part that like for my course i have to direct short films and everything so i'm totally gonna come on here and be like so i uh i interview me yeah. Let me tell about my process why not i listen to this incredible film podcast called best film ever and one of them has some great takes um you know i think i've seen enough stuff and i know what doesn't work and so I think I know what I want it to, to, to sort of be like. And, feel. and I, I think I'm not that great necessarily at knowing what I want to see, but I'm good enough at getting something up there and going, let's tweak this like this and this like this. And it gets there. You're a very good editor as well. Thank you. Yeah. You know, so you see things and go, maybe if we try and do this. Yeah, this isn't quite right, but but we, it could be. We're, we're getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if yeah. you have to do reshoots, then... You know. No, that's fine. But you'd sit there and you go look through them and just have... You would. The hard part would be having the patience to make sure you sit there and you go, no, it's not good enough. We're going to do it again. And not having people be like, we kind of want to be done. Go, no, no, we're going to do it again. Oh, I'd, I'd definitely do it. Yeah. So if you're putting something to celluloid, can you say that? Oh, yeah. Is that the same thing? Yeah. Well, film. Yeah, yeah. Film. You know, you, yeah. you, you want it to, if it's going to last forever, you want it to be good, don't you? You do. You do. Uh, oh, yeah. Thanks. Another strong question. Yeah, Jeez. very yeah. strong question. Really good one. Uh, thank you, Russell. And next we have Carlo from Thieves uh, Movie Loot. Mr. The, Carlo. The, the Movie Loot. The Movie Loot. Sorry. <laughs> Carlo, lo, 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 lo. And uh, he's got a, a fun food question for oh, us. Oh, I love is, food questions. What is a food or a dish that you totally despise? Oh, wow. And Georgia, Georgia brought in the uh, a, a bit of a hot take, I think, which is spaghetti. She does she not like food. spaghetti. Oh, I love spaghetti. Yeah, that, she, I, that's shocking. She will eat other pastas without question, but it's just the actual noodle of spaghetti that she hates. Wow. Same sauce with linguine. She's totally cool with. Rotini, she's mm. cool with. Macaroni, she's cool with. But it's not red sauce she hates. It's the spaghetti noodle itself. Wow. Really strange. Mm. I think um, it's, that, it's that slimy sort of maybe. wormy I nature. love, as a kid, I, spaghetti was my go-to meal. Yeah, I love oh, spaghetti. What do you want for dinner? Yeah, I want spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a meal I really hate. Yeah. Mm. Well, see, the thing is, this was easy about five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but now you've introduced. All right, you don't do spicy foods. Yeah. All sorts. Do you remember? Uh, I guess mine would be despise is a hard word. Mm. I'm not big on like a cabbage roll or a stuffed green pepper. Those sorts of things are not my. I'm trying to think of something. Like, oh, liver! I don't like liver. I don't like liver. Too dry. Mm. Don't like liver. Um, not a big fan of uh, corn, corn beef or corn. Yeah, corn beef or hash or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not really a fan of that. I love corn beef. Um, outside of that, I'm generally generally quite good with most things. I yep. don't like a lot of seafood. Okay. Um, there's some some. <laughs> <laughs> You answered that like um like yeah you gone to the doctors. <laughs> You've gone. Okay, yeah. What is happening? Liam's Liam's broken. Gone off the rails already. Ethan, Ethan, why don't you take over for a bit? We'll come back to him. Yeah, yeah. His face um, is as red as his hair. That's incredible. He's just coming in to frame every so often yeah. to me because he's laughing. Um, 
<laughs> it's really weird. It's something that I that I'm eating tonight, but I you I'm really difficult with uh shepherd's pie. There's something about mashed potato, but then gravied meat that just is always oh. so alien to me. You've just described oh. like three things I love together. Same. <laughs> Same. Me and You're like, like, listen to things, I'm like, yeah. No, just like, I love mashed potato. I love meat and I love gravy. But for some reason, layering them like a lasagna, I'm like, that shouldn't happen. Oh, no. Like, my totally brain right. is yeah. at all. We need to do that. Okay, you want to give us a go again? You, okay, don't, you don't like yeah, seafood? Yeah. I don't like seafood. Um, oh, is that right? <laughs> I'm trying to be composed. <laughs> Okay, I don't mind a little bit of seafood. You know, I like prawns. You know, you introduced me to them. Um, I like certain fishes. I don't like um, uh, what's that really browny, horrible, textury? Oh, what's that called? Is this a meat? Is this a vegetable? No, 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 no fish. Um, oh, tuna. Tuna. Oh, tuna. Okay. Oh, I love tuna. Can't stand tuna, and I love eggs, but I can't stand scrambled egg. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I'm really quite okay with most things. Jeez. Oh, I don't like asparagus either. Oh, I love asparagus. Ooh, I can't okay, uh, asparagus. I can eat forever. I don't like, like, like a squash. I don't like a butternut squash or things like that. Squash as, as general. I don't like eggplants in general. So such as that nature. Oh, okay. I don't like eggplant. don't like butternut squash. Um, I don't like butternut squash. Oh, really? Yeah. Nah. Oh, I, I don't like a sweet potato. I don't like sweet potatoes either. Ooh. No, no. Sweet potato, I'm, I'm very specific about, uh, but only if it's like roasted. I got one. I got one. Go on, go there on. was this woman who used to go to my church when I was growing up, and we'd have potlucks. Everybody would bring something. And she yeah. brought what was called marshmallow salad every oh, time. Oh, God, no. And marshmallows, and it's like not served as a dessert. It's like a, it's like a side dish with like, the, you have your mains and you have your side. This was a side. Right. And I was like, let me take, it is what evil tastes like. Like what is marshmallow <laughs> and sugar doing beside like my chicken? I have no idea. Wow, why would you do that? Was I don't know, but she always, as well in America. Yeah, always brought it. Jeez. Yeah, so not a fan of that. I don't like yams. No, nah. yam's not essentially just sweet potato. I think sweet potato hooked in a certain way. I could be wrong on that. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's like or maybe, sweet, or maybe it's candy sweeter. yams. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah not not really a fan. I, I would add the entirety of most American Thanksgiving dishes because it's it's such a weird flavor combination of you know your turkey. Let me guess, your turkey, your potato, and your gravy again? (laughs) Turkey, potato, that's all we're on tonight. But it's it's like, it's like, use it, you know, candy jams, all that kind of stuff. sounds great to me. It's just a weird combination. I don't, it's the marshmallow fluff thing. I I don't, I don't understand. I can't comprehend it. That's a good question. Thank you very much. I love a food question. Yeah. Yeah. We have a question from Reverend Bruce. And what's Reverend Bruce saying to us today? Uh, he has a massive thing because he he loves Clockwork Orange. Oh, I remember this uh, one. Yeah, what, yeah. It's it's seen as Kubrick's masterpiece, and it's very highly rated on Rotten Tomatoes. But it does raise the question in our time of what can be perceived as traumatic and what can contain traumatic things. Uh, and he wants to sort of hear our thoughts on uh, the broader issue of the massively triggering moments in movies that we found for ourselves. Uh, let's talk br- first off, because I get asked a question about are we ever planning on doing something like a Clockwork Orange? And yeah. I'm sitting there going, uh, I think so, yes. I don't think we can get away from it. I think it's on the poster. So I think yeah, there's that. Yeah. Uh, there's we no way. There is no dystopian movies. There, oh, that's cool. Yeah. There is no yeah. way I would let Georgia try and watch that. No. That no. would, she would not be able to handle that and it would do harm. 
Hey, I, yeah, I, she I omitted would, herself from this question as well. I, I would struggle. It's really, it's a hard watch. Have you seen it before? No. Okay, it's a hard watch. No, but mm. the lead actor, um, Malcolm McDowell, Malcolm McDowell said that was one of his traumatic times. Yeah, was doing that movie. It's a hard watch. I can imagine. It's a really yeah, hard it's watch. Yeah. But on the flip side, it's there and it's highly regarded, and people do hold it up as something. So within the, the remit of what we do, I would tackle it. I would have. I'm saying no problem in the sense of I think it's a conversation that has to happen. And I think it opens the door to a conversation yeah. that we can't have when we do uh, that thing you do. Yes, yes, yes. It's a yes, much yeah. different conversation. We come about the place of disturbing images on film and should film only be for these good or can we express a variety of things? And that includes traumatizing things because is that not a journey to take your audience on? Now, I think I can separate myself and be objective in that capacity. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll tell you what, I've seen it once in my life and only once. And I didn't go back and rewatch it. Uh, oh, I saw not, it. Not, not a seasonal favorite then. <laughs> to watch every, every, it's the every Easter or something. It's the kind of film, it's it's kind of film you don't really have to see more than once. If, uh, yeah. No. Uh, but I would, but for the sake of reviewing it, that would be worth a reason to, to watch a second time and then have my voice and my commentary on the issues at play. Okay. Um, so there's that side of it as far as what's our responsibility, if I can be, if it doesn't sound too pretentious as, 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 as podcasters. Uh, who have this this thing? I mean, I think there's people who are going. We want to hear kind of what you guys would think about these sorts of films, and I'll yeah. I'll, I'll take that challenge on. Um, I think it's important to watch it and not take its legs out before you watch it and go. Let's give us a fair shake. On the flip side, you gotta be really careful. You're not glorifying some really rather extreme triggering moments, but also we don't run, run and hide from them. So it's a really interesting balancing mm -hmm. act. So. Uh, to answer Reverend Bruce's question, a bit of a long form uh, version. It's. Um, We'll, we'll do it. I'm not necessarily running towards it and looking to go out and get their ASAP. But should that come up, then, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to have that conversation, facilitate those conversations mm. with people who can handle it. And I think the, I think Ellie would have struggled with it hugely. I think, And it's not too often I say Ellie would struggle with it. No, 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 no. She liked dark yeah. stuff. But. Georgia, no way. No. No, this is like when she definitely. I think Ethan would be fine with it. I think you'd be very similar I've to myself in this, Ethan. I'll have yeah. Okay, yeah. And then yeah, this is one I've seen a couple times. You'd be affected by it, but I think you'd be able to sort of get through the conversation, but it'd be one where you would go, mm -hmm. I don't think I can get through this. Kind of uh, similar when we watch the pianist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a discussion about how how you can perceive art and also what can you then. What is art's place? Yeah. yeah, what can you continue to class something as art if it shows so like brutalistic stuff? Absolutely. But also, is it does it become torture poor? Blah, blah, blah. Can we? Yeah, it, yeah, you're yeah. not wrong. So um, was was and then and then why does society hold this so highly? That's another question yeah. to ask. Well, like, what yeah, what is it yeah, about? Sure. Yeah. Sorry, she was asking. Uh, was Reverend Bruce's question about Clockwork Orange yes. or about? Yeah, he was yeah. watching Clockwork Orange, and I think he said that it's something like. Uh, maybe I don't want to get the exact words right, but it was something that he was watching and. Um, his daughter may or may not have been adult daughter, I believe may or may not have been, uh, watching with him or something. And the uh, question was, you know, how far is too far? And then it got him thinking about what we do. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. And so, yeah, a really interesting question. And I don't, I, it, it, to sum it up really, really sh concisely, I think it would be, I'm not looking forward necessarily to watching the film, but I would look very much forward to the conversation that comes afterwards. Yes. Mm. Yes. People's take on it. Yeah, and just yeah. what do we think? And that's when I'd, a little less plot summary. I don't need to go beat for beat on some really kind of yeah, rough, yeah, yeah. really, really rough things. However, the conversation on the back end, I think our end game would be a much Very higher cool. ratio of time, but it would be a really interesting conversation that I look forward to sort yeah. of being part of. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. This is a film of I have specifically avoided yeah. most of my life. Yeah. Um, so. I, I don't blame you for it. No. 
So, yeah. so thank you for that, Reverend Bruce. I mean, I, it's, yeah. it's a question, yeah, because really there are films of that nature out there, and, and Clockwork Orange is one of them that yeah. is really highly regarded. I'm not looking forward to going back and doing American Graffiti, but should it come up, not American Graffiti. Sorry, sorry. American Easy Rider. Oh, Easy, Easy Rider. Yeah. Easy Rider is a hard one, but I think it's highly regarded. It's another one that I'd I'd go okay if it came up. I'd do it. I'd do it, but I mm. really that one traumatized me as like uh, as 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 like a teen. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Did not get it. Yeah. No. Same. Same. Deer Hunter. I think same thing. Didn't get it. Like just ones. Seventies were a rough time for film. Like they were really pushing boundaries, mm. and the eighties the eighties brought it all back in. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. There's only a couple movies for me that I've either seen as traumatic or I'm like, I'm not watching this for a long time. And it 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 definitely does. It it, it begs the question, does should this be shown? Yeah. I mean there's a, there's films I saw on uni, which I'm like, this should, there's yeah. no reason for this one. This film does not have a I mean, I've seen probably the worst film mm. as far as just like content that you can imagine. And I'm sitting mm. there going, even in hindsight years later, going, there's no point to show this film outside of you're trying to yeah. shock and upset. Yeah, 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 and there's no reason Last for week. it besides yeah. going ha ha ha. I half the half the students walked out of the class. Yeah, yeah, because I don't see why this was made. What is the? I don't see how you. Can, oh, it's just dreadful. So Last week I watched this Russian film from the 40s about a strike. And, oh, strike! Uh, yeah, 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 strike! Yeah, and yeah. There's a, yeah, there's a, there's a part right near the end of it where they're trying to Eisenstein you know, is that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're trying to ex- show how uh, the people striking are going to be killed by the, the the military, essentially. And they cut it, but they interplace it between these very quick cuts of a cow being slaughtered, and you watch so- it so- die. Soviet montage, dude. Yeah, I teach yeah. Soviet montage, but I don't teach strike. Yeah. I teach a different film. But yeah, I, I, I'm fully yeah, aware it, of the concept. It, it, yeah, yeah. It was one of those ones that I was like, oh, like it didn't affect me, but there were many people that were like, you you should have warned us. There were, there were a couple of vegetarians and animal rights people in here, and I I felt uncomfortable by the end, but like, okay. oh, it, it it was rough. Yeah. As an editing thing, really interesting how they do it, but bloody hell. The like, thing the thing about movies like A Clockwork Orange, which I haven't seen yet, obviously we will t- uh, tackle it on the podcast. Um, the pianist. I keep going back to this only because. I struggled. You know, I struggled. That was, I was, a, I was. A, it's a hard first watch. It's, a, it is, isn't it? And I was thinking to myself, can I get through this movie? Oh. I haven't been like that with a movie ever because if there's been a film that I think is going to be like that, I avoid it. Yeah. And Schindler's uh, List, man, it's there. List, I've never yeah. seen it, and I'm really going. Home. You know, um, yeah. So it's it's going to be one of them things. But the thing about these movies are they make you talk. Yeah, and the conversation, they, they, it's they a much you, different conversation than we watch that thing you do this week. Yes. Yeah. Then yeah, we watch yeah, Mean yeah. Girls this week. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, a different yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. And, and many ways, like probably maybe a, a more rewarding conversation, but in order to access that conversation, you have to see the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Good question. A film that did that to me uh, was a film called Mother uh, by Darren Aronofsky. And horrific film, really horrific, but it made me talk <sighs> about the discussion of bibliography and the, the concept of religion and interpretation. But- yeah. Horrific. Aronofsky's a master, but but can go to yeah. some places that are challenging. It even was, even it Black Swan, which yeah, yeah. which isn't uh, nearly as whatever some of their films, but I mean that one really really hit me in a place too. So yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you, Reverend Bruce. That was a really really nice another, one. Another great question. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're, 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 we're three better. for three so far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we have uh, another one from our poet laureate Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. And he asks, uh, what's a random line from a film that always makes you laugh, no matter how many times you've seen it? Okay. Uh, George's for this was Frying Pans. Who knew, right? Which I think is from Tangled. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I- I'm going to go with, it always makes me laugh. I know it's coming. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, 
Uh, Russell Brand and um, Buddy from How Much Your Mother, Marshall Erickson, whatever, P. Jason Siegel, have been splashed in the ocean, having their fight, because he's just found out that Russell um, Russell Brand's character, Aldous Snow, has been sleeping with his girlfriend for a year. <laughs> and they, they get off, and they get on these waves to get out, and they crash and burn, and um, Russell's cut his leg up with some coral in it. And he gets up on the beach and he's got this leg, this piece of coral in his leg. And uh, Paul Rudd jumps up. He's playing Kunu, the lifeguard. <laughs> he's surfing teacher slash lifeguard. And he goes up and he goes. And Russ Brand goes, "Oh, Mister Mister Lifeguard Man, can you maybe like pull out the the coral? I'm in quite a lot of pain." And Paul Rudd goes, "You sound like you're from London." <laughs> 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 and every time it just gets me, and, and it, it, I, I I just laugh. So yeah, that, that, that's mine. For me, it always makes me laugh is Shrek. As when they're walking and there's that horrible stench. And he goes, Oh man, I had my mouth open and everything. <laughs> <laughs> that always do tickle me. But yeah. Uh, Ethan. Ooh, this is difficult. I think I'm going to go to uh, this is really brought at Star Wars just because I'm used to that, but it's it's in the prequel trilogy. Not because it's good, but it's always every single time I found it funny. But it's uh, right near the end where uh, Anakin's about to leave, and it's just the delivery where um, uh, Anakin's giving like his goodbyes to his family, and he just goes bye, and then like leaves. The final time he ever sees his oh, mom. This is this is Jake Lloyd in the Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah this is Jake uh. Lloyd. He's like. Bye. Oh, yeah. uh, if we're talking ironically, so now this yeah. is pod racing. Pod racing. <laughs> I'll try spinning. That's a good yeah. trick. <laughs> it's it's just so any to be fair. Any time he talks, like yippee, okay. it's great. It uh, we we did speed. And the bit where um, <laughs> Keanu Reeves is like underneath the bus, and he tips, hands the uh, the phone to Alan Ruck uh, from oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. from Ferris Bueller, Cameron, and he goes, "Just repeat what I say, okay?" Oh, it's a wad, pretty big. It's a pretty big wad. And then he just goes, oh, he goes, "Fuck me." <laughs> There's a pause, and Alan Ruck goes. Oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that always makes me laugh, which no one else laughs at, is in Titanic. You know when they're sinking and the guy falls off the back. What's up with you and wanting to see people die on Titanic today? <laughs> well, I don't know, right? But I was the only person in the cinema that laughed out loud. Is this when the guy hits the propeller? Hits the propeller. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that thud. <laughs> Leah wants to go back and laugh is what we've just learned. Everyone yeah. died on the Titanic. I feel oh. I should say what Dwayne Smith's was, which is uh, in Ghostbusters uh, where Bill Murray goes, okay, so she's a dog. <laughs> Okay. To, uh, when was it when uh, Dana, I think, turns into yeah, one of the yeah. hellhounds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I do remember that. Uh, with that, we're going to go to this unknown person I've heard of uh, called, called Ian. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Ian asks too, which is oh, uh, what does well, everyone else think that each member of the panel does well? Uh, I'm, you, oh, wow. Okay. First. Yeah. Because I like, uh, which, I like, I like talking about yeah. the making of podcasts. I think that's a really interesting yeah. topic. And I think it's interesting. Yeah. People behind the curtain might go, Oh, okay. It was me wanted yeah. to brag on you guys, but I've sent it like months ago now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Georgia says, uh, Ian does the organization stuff very well. Lots of spreadsheets. Uh, Liam brings so <laughs> some very unheard of, but usually very good movies. Cool Ethan is Luke. a massive nerd. Oh, <laughs> Ethan's a massive nerd. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll go. Um, I think Liam represents the 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 audience really really well, and yeah. I think Liam has a sense of relatability that I don't think the rest of us do, or we don't do it as well. So there was that. I'm going to add Ellie into this because Ellie hasn't been gone yeah. for that long. When I wrote the question, I think I had Ellie in mind as well. Mm. Um, what, what Ellie does really, really well is Ellie's not afraid to have a contrary, a contrary opinion. No, that's true. Um, if we are all loving on a film, she doesn't care. There is no like pressure for her to like go the other way. No. no, no where no, she no. goes is where she goes. Get on. And she appreciates the scoring in music, I think, more than anybody else. Yeah, yeah. But she's got a musical yeah. background. She, and that, that's why she does that really, really, really well. Yeah. Um, I think Georgia adds a lot of personality to the podcast and all the things. I mean, starting with the face blindness and then going with sort of other sort of elements that are her unique kind of thing. There is a a likability and a charm about Georgia and the role she plays the in the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and then, and also the fact that we can get kind of all sort of film nerdy and deal with these much. And she represents a, a portion of the audience that we're not. Like the person mm. who would, would find train spotting too disturbing to watch. Yeah. That's not us. You know what I mean? And she represents that. And we've had to learn how to balance that in some ways. But it's good to have that. Diversity. It's good to have that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, and then, uh, Ethan, I've said it before. You, 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 if, if, <laughs> if something were to happen to me tomorrow, knocking on all the wood. <laughs> Ethan could Ethan could do what I do. Oh yeah, and I've said that Aww. to people. Pro- I don't know if I've ever said it to you personally, Ethan. I said to everybody behind the scenes. I said Ethan could do what I do, mm-hmm. wow. and, and that's and, a hard thing to you. do. You're welcome. Uh, and, and and that's sort of where 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 that goes on that. So there's there's my speech or my answer to that. Oh, mm. feel all nice and cozy. There you go, bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do bugger all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's just get out of there. <laughs> I'm not a technical guy. I'm not anything else. Um, I just turn up, watch the movie, talk. <laughs> um, everybody else does everything else behind the scenes. So you've got Georgia who, who looks up the reviews. And Georgia's one of these people that I can relate to on certain levels. Um, and when I do, I really, really relate to. And I can understand where she's coming from, where sometimes other people don't always understand where she's coming from. You guys have from. much more emotional readings to films than the rest of us do. Yeah. yeah. We seem to have a different... You're on, you're on different sides of it, but yeah, you both have yeah. emotional readings to films. Yeah. 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 So we, we kind of connect in that way. Ethan, he can go down a rabbit hole further than I ever thought possible um, <laughs> with different, especially Star Wars. I mean, very, very knowledgeable. Very, very, very knowledgeable. I mean, you, you uh, go on about characters and people and story plots and stuff like that that I have no concept of. And you keep going. And you, you, you're so good at that. And, that's for those fans out there who wants to know the in-depth stuff. You know, you're very good with that. And yes, you can take Ian's job. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so, <laughs> whoa. I don't mean that in a bad the way. Begun. <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. Join them next week when they tackle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. You are very capable of doing that. That's something I can never do. Um, I can only think uh, certain things. I, I, I struggle to bring things back round again. Uh, when I'm thinking of stuff, uh, where you're very good at blinking stuff, same as same as Ethan. Yeah. Um, over to you is when you're you're very good at um, bringing everything back to with people. You're very good at multitasking. You're doing the technical stuff. You're organising us. You you edit the podcast. You know you do everything. You are ninety percent of this podcast. The rest of us are just making up the ten percent. Well, I'm about half a percent. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and I miss Ellie because, like you said, 
we have a, such a diverse thinking pattern on our podcast yeah. where a lot of people who do podcasts are either like-minded or yeah um, no you're not wrong there you know we bring different things to the table and not having ellie here um we don't have as much bringing to the table it takes a little less of that diversity not yeah. in terms of necessarily representation but just no. an opinion an opinion and it, yeah. ta- it takes that out and so something that we do well i think is that yeah we are we are very broad i mean for a film to do really well it's got to get through four or five of us yeah who have very different opinions and different tastes in film and normally you find with ellie like you said before four of us would go woo what a great movie and then ellie would go yeah you know and that's great because she's representing those people out there going i really don't like it no i really don't like it yeah and to have somebody on the other side although she's 100 percent wrong in that poet society (laughs) (laughs) she's seen it just not what it is so you know i think that's good because we reach everybody in different um aspects yeah and i think that's great so as a collective i think we are a great group for that I think every person here is able to represent uh, something that film's done. I think Ian's able to represent uh, the person who was inspired by film to go on and make that their, their livelihood, their, their personality, be it teaching or creating a podcast. Uh, Liam, I think you represent someone who uh, has had their life changed by film and it, it affects them their day-to-day in how they can... Uh, absorb things, their history with it, your your knowledge of films long before I ever could imagine, um, which is incredible. Uh, Georgia, I think, has this sort of modern uh, approach to film, which uh, shows that you know even if you absorb film for your entire life, there's an appreciation that you sometimes don't have until you're able to focus on that and analyze it, and it's such a a great representation of what the dissection and the analysis of this art form can have on any person that from any background. And obviously with, with Ellie, she's got such a not contrarian, but she's able to view it in a lens that you might not always do. And from that, that creates more, more conversation discussion of what makes that piece of art better or worse. I think it's fantastic. Make no mistake. She is a contrarian. I saw you say about Georgia. I want to jump in on that is that she tends to bring a newness to her viewing of films in the sense mm. that, you know, um, her memory for films not that great. <laughs> so it seems to be like a newness to watching every film for almost the first time or something like that. And yeah. there is something, things for, that you and I have been watching forever. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's this freshness. And you go, what is that like if you hadn't seen this until now? And it seems more than anybody else, George is that person. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Very true. Good question. Good question. Yeah. Very good Me. question to whoever that was. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. So do I still have us? Acknowledge me. Yeah, I do. <laughs> of course we acknowledge you. But how can we not? <laughs> and another one we have to acknowledge you was your double barrel for oh, this, okay, which is yeah. also... What other podcasts do the panel listen to regularly? Uh, George's was The Magic Tavern. Yeah, if I can go ahead. I sort yeah. of wanted to have the group... Not, we're part of a large podcasting community, and we... L- if we do, if we were to go, I love this film part. I feel friends of ours who we've made. What that can do is that can alienate some people. So I'm kind of going out there in the wider world. If the answer is nobody, that's fine. The answer is nobody. But the kind of ideas outside of the community that we find ourselves in, mm-hmm. uh, who might that be? So Georgia said Magic Tavern, and yeah, I get that. Um, did you give a reason why? Or was it just is that just the answer to it? Uh, 
it was i think it's just that that history uh no it was just uh it was just the magic tavern which to be fair i can easily explain it's it's part of the same group who do things like starkid that she loves and it's it's that same very quirky chicago comedy type semi-improvisational yeah that chicago movement yeah now, Liam, I'm going to uh, help you out on this. Like, you know, we had to show Liam how to download our podcast. So <laughs> yeah. I think Liam is really more on that side of it more than he is necessarily a consumer thereof as far as professional podcast out there anyway. Yeah, because I struggle with um, technology, as everybody knows. Um, so I, technology is not my go-to thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when people send me stuff and links to stuff, I can have a listen. It's just going out there finding it myself is not a thing that I can easily do right yeah. now i this is i never ever thought i'd be on a podcast when you asked me i was like what the what you're asking me <laughs> and you're just going honestly all you gotta do is just talk <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. um so yeah i mean i'd i'd like to understand more and get out because apparently there's a, it's a big universe out there with the podcasts <laughs> it really is. i never really heard of them until we started it and what a reception we've had yeah, you're not wrong. You know, I said to you, I always say this, I thought we'd get three people, <laughs> you know, and, yep. and we haven't. So great. Ethan. Um, oh, I have a long list, so I'll try and make this as short <laughs> as I can. No, I've, I've always listened to podcasts uh, whenever I go to school or do anything. So it was always yeah, that thing. Um, I think that's how, how we first properly became friends. We had a, a ride back from, I think it was Hunter Stanton after doing like a, a, a theater thing. And we were, we both listened to How Did This Get Made, I think. Oh, we is that right? About pod- yeah. Yeah. It was I love that. Back yeah. in 2015, wow. we were discussing the concept of making a podcast. Oh, Serious? So wow. Yeah. yeah. Didn't oh. remember that. I'm, Crazy how times change. I, I, I remember the ride. I do remember that. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I listen to a lot of um, Australian comedy stuff. Uh, Sounds Pants Radio, who do Plumbing the Death Star and... Uh, Another one, another group that does a show called Do Go On, where they take a very strange story or topic, and then one of them will bring that to the table and discuss it with everyone. So one I listened to recently was uh, the Monopoly Millionaire's Heist or the Cocaine Bear, just weird stuff that you wouldn't usually know that you can then tell people about. Uh, but I, I'm a Star Wars guy, so I listen to stuff like the Rexing Around podcast and Kyber Sisters, which shows sort of community and what that sort of fandom lifestyle can can do and Gus and Eddie, which is just Zuma humor uh for my generation uh sort of shows what the internet has evolved into now i think is is fun okay uh i've been listening to podcasts forever um and before that i was listening to, to talk radio so that was kind of the precursor of of that even as well uh, things I listen to uh, post wrestling. I mean, obviously, <laughs> yeah. and it's weird because neither of those guys have really. You know, now that I make, now that we make a podcast, the stuff you sort of go. Is there anything you borrow or you, you? Outside of maybe how to structure things, not really in the presentation of. Because at the end of the day, podcasts are about personalities. Uh, the films we review are great, but there's a million podcasts to review films. This, on episode one, we said it's an oversaturated market. Now we're dipping <laughs> our toe in it. And so what makes us whatever isn't the fact that we do films or the breath. I mean, those things are help, but that, I mean, that's the excuse we have to turn mics on. Mm-hmm. It's the personalities that drive the rest of it. And so I think it's important to do that. Uh, fantasy football, fantasy focus, uh, which sounds, well, what does that got to do with anything? They, they do personalities and they fully understand it. And there's a guy called Matthew Barry, who's the best in the world at what he does. And he's entertaining as hell. And he plays this egomaniac. I think there's a little bit of a character that he's playing in that. Mm-hmm. And you go, okay. You know, 
not totally removed from from necessarily how you mark you know how you get personalities we're all versions of ourselves i think that part's true i think we turn the volume up a little bit mm-hmm. on who we are and sort of become i think what's really good you know about, what I, mean? I think what's really good about our podcast as well is that translates well over to america and um stuff we have novelty yeah 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 you because know. of our accents i mean we've got kiwi we got kiwi we've got canadian <laughs> yep well yeah <laughs> what day is it? Sure. Yeah. The accent's Canadian anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, mm. no, but you're, you're like a half-breed of um, English and yeah. Canadian, aren't you? Yep. You know. And so, I mean, Ellie and George have had a very different. They uh, do. So we have distinct voices, yeah. we have distinct personalities, and we've played those up. And the idea that, you know, George's face blindness is 100% real. Yeah, that <laughs> is. <laughs> but, we're, but we're not afraid to steer away from that. So no. things like that. Uh, a guy out of Toronto called Bob McCowan who did something called Primetime Sports and that is the Bob McCowan podcast. He's kind of a crotchety old man and I kind of appreciate that side of it and the idea that he thinks he's, he's always, he doesn't say I'm always right, but that, that's 100% of an original Ianism, but that is the personality that's kind of behind it. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. You, and you become a student to a degree of not only what they present content-wise, but how they present it. And I think that's the part I'm always learning about, even if it's something that's completely irrelevant to what we do content-wise, it's how do they position themselves and why does the listener want to keep coming back? And I'm a student of that side of it. And uh, I say quite openly, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with, with how we deliver the podcast at all points. And I think the things that we do well are that we understand why people might want to come back. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. So, mm. yeah. So I don't listen to it, to the Do Go On podcast because I'm like, oh, yes, I really want to know about how uh, McDonald's pamphlets were made. I want to listen to the three Australian people make fun of it and, well, and laugh at everyone. You mentioned like, how that, did, that's the, yeah. You mentioned how did this get made? And yeah. although they're actors who are inside the industry, they totally play to those idea personalities. Oh, yeah. like there is what June does. Like uh, I was in a panto once, and I totally nicked Jason Manzukis. What's up, jerks? I totally stole that from Jason <laughs> Manzukis, and I'm like, it's from a little podcast. No one's gonna get this. I'm nicking this, but they get the idea of how to play these caricatures of themselves, and I think it's really clever. Yeah. And so uh, it's mm. the idea about I listen for enjoyment, but I also listen and notice why they're as popular as they are, and think to myself, why does this resonate? I, I do listen to the Summon Up Boys uh, who do um, uh, anime. Yep. And I'm not into anime at all. And yet I can sit there and listen to them, A, because they're mates anyway, um, but B, because I enjoy their banter. And when they're talking about the anime, I make up the movie in my head, how, how the image might look. So that'd be quite interesting for me to then go back and watch what they've seen. Yeah. And seeing if that matches up yeah, with what I, I make up in my head. Do you you're know what I mean? Yeah. With so, the amount of shows they've died, there are, there are a couple that I would I would love for you to to explain how you think it looks. I would, some of them that. are strange. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> so thank you for that question as well, Ian. Giving me a lot of self praise today. <laughs> <laughs> Keep away from that button. Yeah. Uh, next, we have our postie Russell with what are the team's biggest pet hates? Uh, George's was arrogance. Just hates in general. I don't like. Yeah. I, I don't like. I don't like mean people. No, me either. I'm, I'm really big on kindness, and I'm really down on people who just make someone else's life more difficult just because they feel they can. Um, people who prey on people because they're weaker or because they're not as. Uh, they haven't had things as easy, and so it makes them targets. I, I just really, um, if I could remove one thing from the world, it'd be just mean spiritedness. I don't understand it. Same, I don't get it. 
I think that's why we come together as a group because yeah. we all feel the same. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Uh, so it's a bit, bit, bit of a heavy one, bit serious, but yeah, I just, I just, I don't really have any, any, any time for that. Yeah, yeah. Again with Georgia, the arrogance. Um, there's certain arrogance that's quite okay. You know, like when, like when you're doing your stick, stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when it's tongue in cheek. Yeah. You know, hashtag in, Ian is always right. Yeah, and all yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Tongue in cheek stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's funny. Um, but like proper arrogance, nah. I mean, you. I mean, you have certain arrogance to be a sportsman, for instance. You know, you got. Yeah, I believe you can do it. Yeah, you know, to yeah. a certain. What do you want we do in, in in? We meet a lot of arrogant people in amateur dramatics. I mean, because you get, you have to believe in yourself to go ahead and do that. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. got to believe any audition. You got to believe you are better than the person auditioning against you. Yeah, that's kind of how that works. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ethan, you, you, pet hate. Um. Oh, I could go real selfish and just be like, uh, I really hate. Uh, customers want uh, that go to a till that's empty. Be like, you look bored, or you look like you need some company, because that's just a really annoying thing to say, <laughs> um, and it makes my skin crawl every time. Uh, it's it's people who actively avoid listening to something true. Uh, I obviously we use Twitter a lot, so I see some incredible hot takes that are pro- like have no proof or knowledge, and especially film. And TV, there are these people like, oh, I have this, I have these leads, and this person has told me, blah blah, is going to leave. There's a civil war doing this, um, and every time they're given proof that this is a lie, they're like, no, 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 my thing I made up is true. So this whole the, social media being used as a way to weaponize uh, fake fake news, yeah, sure, that's my pet hate because it's really frustrating. Yeah, okay. excellent. Linking off that though, I mean, I think what what I don't like is when take take the moon landing for instance, right? <laughs> no, listen, okay. listen to me. Right? Nobody thought you were going to the moon landing when you started <laughs> talking. <laughs> <that. laughs> no, that just came to me is like because a lot of people don't think that, that America went to to the moon, right? Yeah. So they go, yeah. this was fake, that was fake. My, my, my stepdad thinks they filmed it in Hamilton, Ontario. Yeah, right? <laughs> that is a load of bollocks. Forgive me for saying this, but because at the end of the day, right, the eyes of the world was watching. Yeah, the number of people right? who would have to be in on this and keep it at secret yeah, are far the Russians, too many. Yeah, yeah. We're okay. trying to That's get the there thing. before them. It wouldn't have accepted defeat. No. no. <laughs> you know, so no, what wrong. part do you then, that, that that annoys me. This idea that you can sort of claim anything you don't like is fake news. Yeah. And you know, the, yeah. I, I mean, it's like this whole COVID thing. Everyone, there's, there's people out there going, this is a conspiracy. They're trying to control us. They're trying to do, look, no. <laughs> At the end of the day, do you want to stay safe? Do you want to, you know. I do want to stay safe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, same. It, it's it's so wild, especially like even with proof, they're like no 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 that cr- no that's just that's just extra fake, more <laughs> fakeness. Sure. Now a fifty percent more fakeness. Yeah, it's like I'm never gonna make them believe something. What's the point? I'll just go on my life, um, and I'll go on to another question as well before we all get really depressed, and that's from <laughs> too late, Carlo. No, no, oh, I'm happy low, now. Low, there we are. Low. Yeah. I'm no longer and, uh, feeling Carlo. Lo, 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 lo. Well, to be fair, low. with this question, with this question, you might, if anyone's listening oh, really? to our most recent Halloween pick uh, at the end of our most recent episode, because uh, he says since it's October, you guys don't seem like you like horror films that much. Is there an exception to that rule? Mm. Is it any horror films that you really like? Yeah, for me, I mean, um, I, I, we all know we don't like horrors, but I don't mind slasher movies long as I don't see too much blood or gore or anything like that, I prefer to have, like, Halloween, for instance, is a great movie. 
because a you know most of it is done without you seeing what's happening and stuff you just imagine it in your own head and you can you can imagine more worse than what they show you yeah um so suspense type things jumps and stuff like that i can handle it's just gory stuff i can't do i'm curious did georgia answer this one uh, she said, does Adam's families count? No. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Georgia. Uh, so people tell me that um, Sounds of the Lambs is horror. I disagree with them. If it does That's count as horror, one. then I like Sounds of the Lambs, but I don't think it counts. Um, well, Scream. Yeah, Scream's an interesting one because Scream's kind of, it kind of isn't, it, it, it's reflexive. And the problem with being reflexive, the thing I like about it is, so reflexive is when it makes fun of itself for being, it's, it's aware of it, it's a horror movie as it's happening. So it's not a satire, yeah. it's more of a, it's, it's an in-between. It's in-between, yeah. yeah. It's in the um, same way that I wouldn't class scary movie as a horror film. Well, that's different. That is a full-out yeah. parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, every time you get a moment where you go, oh, it's really clever, or it takes you out of that horror feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it never has to fully commit to being a horror film. It's a horror film that makes fun of horror films, and as a result, it's not really either. Um, but I do like the Scream film. Well, this is the first one very much. Yeah, I do. Um, I didn't mind The Descent. You ever see that one? No. When they go climbing down into the... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I've seen that one. Didn't mind that one. I mean, you're not going to find one that I can't over that, that, I'm, that, I'm, that I'm crazy about and that I love because this don't exist. It's just not a feeling I like having. No, and, um, and neither of us. Well, Ethan. <laughs> Ethan likes Ethan's, horror movies. Ethan's more about that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's just not something that... Um, <laughs> So I've said it before, I'll say it again. I liken it to people who don't like spicy food or they don't like roller coasters. And if you don't like spicy food, I can't explain to someone what I get out of it. Mm-hmm. They'll never be able to understand just from me explaining it. Because how they're wired, they don't like spicy food. Yeah, yeah. They don't find it enjoyable. Georgia would say she hates spicy food. She'd go, I don't like spicy food. How is this considered a pleasurable experience? Yep. Other people would go, I don't like roller coasters. I don't care. Like, you're going up there. No part of that is fun for me. I feel anxious or whatever it is the whole time. What is the joy in this? And I'd say that me for horror films is the same idea. I feel uncomfortable, and that does not bring me that does not bring me joy or or value or and at the end of it go oh that was great there's none of that which 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 appeals to me in the, in the slightest so it's just not my thing no mm. i'm different on the other hand because yeah, obviously are. i'm the horror man yeah i'm the horror guy so it's difficult to pin down um i like my <sighs> Well, the oh, question saying this yeah. respectfully. The question is not really aimed at you, though, because the question oh, yeah, is saying exactly. that if you That's don't like, like horror, difficult for if me. you don't like horror, is there one that you find films. an exception to? You yeah. you love horror, so it's not really yeah. you yeah. just yeah. be naming. Here's horror films I like. I would leave, that was there. I was about to say. I was like, this this is difficult because I just be like, oh, this one, this one. Yeah, this exactly. One, this one. Right. Yeah. So That's a fun one, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I know there's people who are like, oh, I wish you, there's a million film podcasts who are doing great stuff this month. Yeah, well, actually, no. it's November when this comes out. Is it November? No, we're doing this October. It's October when this yeah. comes out. So, you know, um, awesome. Go ahead and do that yeah. and, and, and have fun with that and enjoy those pods who are doing really, really, really good work. Really, yeah. really. Oh, yeah. hang on. I've got one. Go on. If you count it. Go on. Gremlins. Yeah. I, that's, yeah that's, but that's, that's just, a it's kind of quirky. You know yeah. what I mean? Like not, horror, yeah. not Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2 isn't. But Gremlins 1 yeah. kind of walks that line. It's a lot yeah. of horrific stuff in that yeah. one as well, yeah. So would yeah, you I'd type that. Like Dracula then. You know, the I've never Gary seen any Oldman. of them all the way through. 
No, I've never seen Bram Stoker's. That's that's a great movie. I couldn't I mean, get I couldn't get past the bit where like Keanu Reeves shows up to his castle. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, there are certain ones. I'm mean, like, I like Lost Boys. But is yeah, that really a horror? I don't. I've never seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I don't know. But... I don't know. Um, I saw Rosemary's Baby. Is oh, that a horror? I hated that. Ooh. It, it made me think. Okay, it yeah. made me think. It made me think I will never watch that again. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that was hard watch again. Yeah. I think we've done that in the pianist, like, close together. Lawnmower Man? Oh, I've seen that. Piers Brosnan. Is like, it's not, like, jumpy, whatever, but it is kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, Piers Brosnan. I don't know. You've seen They Live. I haven't seen... No. Like, Dolores Claiborne, oh, is that, that one? Yeah. That'd be a horror, because, yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Maybe like Shaun of the Dead is is like That's a comedy. comedy. It's like a comedy. It's like a hybrid. So yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't even really like it, but I like it better than a horror movie. Like I watch Shaun of the Dead. So you know, Alex remains to be fine and drought that. I'll, I'll watch Shaun of the Dead all day long over watching some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, it's it's just not my thing. No. It's it's that's the thing. It's not like it's it's highbrow film i've i've never seen a horror there are a couple but i'm not like that's, yeah, that's probably my issue theory. with it is it yeah. i think kind of very paint by numbers lowest common denominator sort of stuff i think a lot there of- are only a handful there are only a handful that i would class as highbrow stuff and they're the more recent things i, I think i'd like saw i think i'd like get out i won't like haven't saw. seen saw either of those. Fun. you you would absolutely adore get out i think yeah i won't like them sort of mm. things but yeah i'll, I'll have yeah. to be talked into it because it's not something i'm going out of my yeah. way to watch Get Out is definitely less of a. It's it's a horror, but ra- no, it's 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 like a psychological thriller, race thriller wrapped in the guise of a horror film. Okay, yeah. Uh, so thank you, Carlo. That's a very nice one. I'm looking forward to tormenting everyone with my horror picks later on. Um, and then we have uh, Dwayne Smith, who asks, very uh. On the other side. Sorry, of this. sorry, I just got a, sorry, I just got a text message. It said, "Dwight Smith." <laughs> nice. Uh, and he says, uh, "What's a film that you watch when you just need a good comfort flick?" Uh, George's was uh, the Princess Bride, of course. And yeah, where was the other one? Or Tangled? Uh, Wedding Crashers, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Ah, they both put me in a good mood. Um, they're like no thinking, but a, a third place would be Little Miss Sunshine. I just really enjoy that. For me, mm. uh, things like Grease, Dirty Dancing, Top Gun, them sort of things. Um, but my favourite, favourite go-to, <laughs> the sequel to Sad No Fever, oh, Staying Alive. I love that movie. <laughs> Absolutely adore it. That's totally cool. I know, but I mean, it's directed by Stallone. <laughs> yeah, it gonna, is. I know we're never going to do this on a podcast, but I do love that you movie. You get one wild card a year, you never know. Oh, you do. yeah, yeah. True, very true. <laughs> but realize, I mean, I might, we've we've already seen what happens when I trash a film you like. <laughs> crow was, that's the best I was talking comedy. about Grease. Grease oh. was a hard watch. Oh, yeah, yes, that was. It was. A, not a hard watch. It was a hard watch, but it was a very hard episode to record. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And The Crow. Ethan, <laughs> um, still a best romantic. Comedy. I, I, my, my number one is is a new hope. It's the one that I've. It, it's it's like the thing that Marshall says about Ted. It's the film I watch when I'm sad. When I'm, it, it, it's always that film for me. Yeah. But one that if if I if if I was in a world without Star Wars, <laughs> Chef, Chef is you is, go. On, we're gonna have to yeah, do this at some yeah, point because you, you go on us all the time. Chef is such a masterclass of indie filmmaking. Uh, I think. I think John Favreau does it. It's a fantastic uh, narrative, like analogy for his 
his time in Hollywood. But as someone who does a lot of cooking, and uh, originally I was going to go into the food industry as a job. I, I remember I that, yeah. This film. Yeah, uh, the 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 recipes in this are incredible. I've done a load. I make the Cubanos a lot. I, it's just so there is no depression. It, it bad things happen in this film, but it's such a wholesome, fun movie, and everyone just gets on. It's also supposed it's, to be a metaphor really for his time as a filmmaker. Yeah, he was yeah. a big corporate chef. He's been a big corporate film guy, right? And mm-hmm. so going down and yeah. doing an independent film is like a food truck. Oh, yeah. okay. But I guess the sequel would be that he then sells out and works for the biggest franchise. He's like <laughs> he's at McDonald's now doing great yeah. things with the Big Mac. <laughs> Redesigning the Big Mac. Yeah, essentially no, but it is it's it's such a nice film. It, it has a lot of heart to it and the it the fa- the music in that is fantastic. It's a lot of just drum and it does it does it so well. And yeah, sorry. With <laughs> that, uh we've got our final question, oh, okay. which is also from Dwayne Smith. Wow, Dwayne Smith. Just Dwayne like, Smith. Just like papering the, the ballot box today. <laughs> he is indeed. Oh, sorry. I, I have one more before I do oh, that. Our penultimate went, then. Yeah, a penultimate. A, a very recent one, actually, that only came in about uh, an hour ago. And that's from Carlo. Oh, Carlo. 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 And this is because I, I made a tweet to get some more questions. And I was like, you can ask us anything. Even our favorite cloud type. Oh, jeez. So Carlos asked us, what's our favorite cloud type? White and fluffy. <laughs> I like those better than black and stormy. Cumulonimbus. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's the only word I know. Uh, I'm trying to think of something really clever to say here, but I can't think. <laughs> Charlie Saint. Cloud. There we go. It was a cloud atlas. I like a vanilla sky. Uh, I I did not like a vanilla sky. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Cameron Diaz, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sunshine on a cloudy day. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> it was a uh, clouds. Clouds. I'm trying to get songs with clouds. Send in the clouds. No, those <laughs> those fluffy, 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 fluffy clouds. clouds. <laughs> and finally, thank you for that one, Carla. That one made me laugh a lot after I tweeted. Uh, and this is our final one from Dwayne Smith. All together, Dwayne, Dwayne Smith. Smith. We should always wait for Ethan to start and then jump on board. Yeah, with his. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you guys. Like, I'll do it. Uh, and he asks. There are some TV series that just stuck with me that I'd put in a top five or top ten. So what TV series have stuck with you? And what are your absolute favorites? Oh, wow. Uh, Did George, Georgia start? Yeah. yeah uh, she said The Office, Community, Cheers, Jane the Virgin, Division, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's interesting because Cheers was one she did for, for Clear for Takeoff. And she really yeah. f- f- fell in love with that. Um, I'll go Cheers. Um, I will go... Five years ago, I would have said, how much your mother? I don't think so anymore. Okay. The Office, the American version of The Office, Lost. Um, hmm. Law and Order. I could watch Law and Order all day long. I really could. Mm. Any any generation, any iteration, except for the British one. The British one sucks. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, I watch a lot of Taskmaster these days. Oh, oh, I love Taskmaster. Love Taskmaster. It's not like a, a fictional series, but I do really enjoy it. Um, I could watch. Oh, Peep Show. Peep Show is fantastic. Mm. Uh, I think Mark Corrigan explains the neurotics out of my brain, like more than <laughs> more than any character in the history of television ever has. 
and then maybe he said looking for one more, but I don't think I've got it. Uh, no, I'm going to pass. Okay, when I was younger, my biggest oh, Baywatch, go-to it? was Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm re-watching Baywatch now. Um, I've got through the best seasons, so now it's just like the the last end of the seasons, which ain't so great. Yep. Um, but I rant about this TV show so much that no one's ever seen it. Um, Banshee. It's oh so, so good with Anthony Starr, the guy who's in The Boys. The Boys, yeah. Um, mm. It's brilliant. It's a great premise. It's a guy who's just got out of prison after about 15 years and he goes in search for his sweetheart, if you like, yep. from back in the day. And he finds her in, in this town, Banshee. And because he's a crook, um, the new sheriff sort of goes into the bar he's in. This is all in the opening episode. And the new sheriff, no one knows. Mm-hmm. And the new sheriff gets killed. And him and the barman decide that he's going to become the new sheriff. Uh-huh. And everything you want to do or would think you'd want to do without the red tape, <laughs> he does. It's brilliant. Okay. But there's more to it and there's more of a plot and everything else. Um, Banshee, go out and watch it. It's brilliant. Um, it's only 10 episodes each season. I think there's about four seasons. Um, the other thing I like, and you're going to like this, is the Americans. Yeah, Americans are good. I love the Americans. It's not aging well. The latter seasons are a bit rough. Oh, I haven't seen the latter They're seasons. They're a bit dull. Oh, okay. maybe it's gone a bit too long then? Yeah. Um, also, back in the day, I love things like Friends. Friends was Friends good. Uh, we weren't introduced to a lot of American comedy when we were kids. Cheers was a mm-hmm. one of them ones. And then Friends came along and that just blew up. It was just like, wow. Um, what other series? Oh, things over here in England that I really loved. Um, things like Poirot. I loved the old Poirots. I loved um, uh, Inspector Morse, Lewis's and all the spin-offs yeah. and stuff. So yeah, things like that. Ethan, before you jump in, I got a whole list of yeah. stuff I just thought of. Quantum oh, Week. Not Quantum Week. Quantum Leap is a great, this is a great podcast. Quantum, Quantum Leap. Leap. That was a great series. Quantum Leap was a great series. Star Trek TNG. Didn't see the that. Next Generation. No. Oh, Picard. Oh, he's great. No, no, no. Uh, I will go. Um, uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is fantastic. Fleabag is fantastic. And Six Feet Under has the greatest final episode in the history of scripted television. Oh, and really? it is Ooh. absolutely perfect. And for the whole series, it pretty much hits it note perfect the entire way. But never has a series gotten out on such a right note. Fantastic. Uh, uh, jumping on that, um, there's a, there's a TV series called Life on Mars, which uh, an American. Oh yeah, the, the Canadian actually, I think it's Canadian version of Life oh, on Canadian, Mars. Is it? Yeah, didn't didn't end nearly as well as the British oh, version. Oh, the British one's brilliant. Life yeah. on Mars. Um, I loved Ashes to Ashes, the follow up, but I hated the end of it. They totally ruined the end. But yeah, great great series. Ethan, uh, yeah, mine mine's more current, I guess. Uh, stuff like Avatar: The Last Airbender, which I think is just a great adult animated it's it's a kids animated show but it's very adult um i would be remiss if i didn't say doctor who considering i host a doctor who podcast and i, <laughs> I love doctor who um but i probably my all-time favorite i show, host the doctor who i, I didn't mention it <laughs> yeah doctor um, who <laughs> but no my my all-time favorite show that i've probably watched the most start to finish uh my entire life it's probably the it crowd I have such a love for that show. Uh, If anyone who hasn't seen it, it's this British uh, comedy with uh, Chris O'Dowd and um, 
oh no, uh, what's his name? Richard Ayoade. Richard Ayoade. And they play two people who work at IT support in a big London company. And it's just the wacky hijinks they get in with uh, their boss and slash friend, Jen. And who knows nothing about computers is trying to fake her way through about it. Computers. She <laughs> refers to them as computers. But she's, and, she's teaching them how to be like sociable human beings. And they're teaching her a little yeah. bit about computers. Oh, it's a nice okay. touch. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, it's, it's such a good show. I think, there is not an, an episode of a comedy that has made me laugh so much each time I watch it than the the outing where they go to the a gay musical, musical right? But yeah, they're like, oh, musicals are really gay. And it's this gay, a gay musical with my favorite joke of just them going, oh, no, it's set in the 80s. Yeah, it's such a good show. Like the every every comedian, Matt Berry's fantastic in it, who went on to do Toast of London and yeah. what we do in the shadows. Like every everyone's fantastic in it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think I think it's absolutely hilarious. If I could have included a line from a TV show with the film lines that make you laugh, yeah. it's the bit where there's a bomb disposing robot, <laughs> oh, yeah. and they go, "Let's see if you, we can hack it." And they're like, "What's what's the operating system?" And they go, "Oh no, it's got Vista." <laughs> Mosh just goes, "We're gonna die." <laughs> Someone who remembers Vista and went, "Oh, that was the biggest load of crap going." Uh, I really enjoy. Um, I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, I referenced that show so much in my day because of- Try to turn it off and on again. That's where that comes yeah. from. Ah, Douglas, okay. Douglas Renham is like one of the funniest characters ever. Like it, everything about him is great. There's that one line where was like, oh, God damn, these electric sex pants have me wanked on Rehypnol. And it's just <laughs> everything, everything about the, the those actors are so good. And I, I think it's like one of the best of British uh, comedy. Richard Iwata is, is, is an absolute British treasure. Here's, yeah. here's one for you then a question what what tv yeah. series was not great in its first season but you persisted with it and then you come to love it seinfeld Ooh. the american version of the office um yeah that's a good one for me it was parks and rec parks and rec's a good oh, one parks and rec's a very parks yeah, and rec. yeah. such a slow burn you had to get rid of it doesn't really get good until mark brandanowitz gets out of there yeah um, yeah. Star Trek TNG for that first season. They don't really know what they're doing yet. They're pretending they're Shatner and stuff, and it's not working. Yeah, always um, sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, I, I didn't get that, past the first season on that one, Chase. Oh yeah, it, it when Danny DeVito arrives in the second season, that's when it actually gets funny and good because they they find out what their their repertoire is with everyone. But that first that first season is very rough. Yeah, it's not too often film shows find their legs after season one. Because sometimes you're like, well, they just haven't found an audience, but it's very rare that the quality's not as good. But I think the ones we've listed are ones that I would absolutely stand behind and go, yeah, they haven't, they really hadn't found their voice yet. Whenever I watch IT Crowd, I usually skip the first series if I just want like some fun. Yeah, same here. In the early days, it was Simpsons, the first series of Simpsons. First series of Simpsons is quite poor. Poor. Oh, yeah. The, the, I do love the, the Simpsons. The babysitter band that almost got the series canceled. Crazy. That was one of the last episodes of season one. Oh, it's, a dread, it's dreadful. It's dreadful. Yeah. So, um, South Park. Yeah. Yeah. If I made it again, South Park doesn't really get good until. Oh, I don't know if. <laughs> I, I don't even feel comfortable saying the name of the uh, the episode. <laughs> oh no! I but, know which one it is. But, yep. but the one where they're trying to figure out who is Cartman's dad. Uh, and it's it's, it's it's a, it's a bit of a cliffhanger one, but they wait till the next season uh, to, to tell you it. I think that's the season one cliffhanger. I think that's the sort of the part where it starts to find its legs just a little bit. But uh, South Park itself doesn't get really really good until they get over the shock humor and move on to actually really quite yeah. quite funny pertinent things to say. 
there was like a three-year period where South Park was really entertaining, and then they just dived in yeah. like quality. And that that was only a couple of years ago. Yeah, you're not wrong. So, I mean, I guess that's uh, that's the mailbag this month. Yeah. So yeah. the next time we'll do one of these, it'll be Christmas time. So let's get some Christmas-themed questions in here. Yeah. Because we have people from 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 a variety of families, but we also have people from a variety of countries. And we so do. Christmassy kind of content, you know, so much of what we do is is uh, little family traditions kind of are, are unique to, to locations or situations. And so what happens when you spread those across across the globe? to a degree and go so what are those things that we think about christmas so i'll take non-christmas questions as well but christmas-based questions yeah. or holiday related questions yeah, you know yeah. are, are are very much uh welcomed I, I i i'm not a big halloween guy but i love me some christmas i love christmas yeah so <laughs> the most wonderful time of the year it's the most wonderful time of the year. And we hope you've had the most wonderful time of whatever time of day it is for you today or a year it is for you today. Listen to us, you know, the, the sort of unattractive three prattle on about, <laughs> about uh, you know. I think I'm pretty cute. Okay. I was just trying to be nice to the girls, one who's not with us full time and one yeah. who's just off poorly. But anyway, um, you know, hope you had a good time listening to us talk about uh, a variety of things. And thanks to everybody who submitted uh, yeah. questions. The questions were, they were good questions. Were good questions this really month. So, ones. yeah, yeah I, I like the fact that we're, you know, movie questions are always good, but I like the fact that we're kind of going a little bit, a little yeah. bit broad on a lot of them now. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take that. It's good. It's fun. So thank you so much for listening. Am I taking it out this time? It seems like you are. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. So thank you so much for listening to this month's mailbag. We'll catch you in November, December. December. Uh, what we've had come out <laughs> in December. What we've had come out so far, we've had our episode on that thing you do with Tom Hanks. We've also would have probably had the episode where we do Cool Hand Luke. Uh, that'll be coming up. This is releasing. That'll be that'll be coming up. Yeah, that'll be our next Tuesday. Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, don't forget to catch our real roundtable on Masters of Disguise. I think there'll still be a bit of time to add your submissions. When this comes out, you've got five. 24 hours to get them in. Top 24 five. hours. There we are. <laughs> so we'll catch you next month or two months, sure, in some point with the next round table for Christmas. A Christmas Thank delivery. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Use the hashtag AskBFE, BFE Mailbag, or BFE Mail Call. I've been Ethan. I've been Ian. And I've been Liam. And we're once again shut, but that doesn't mean the questions can't stop. We'll see you next time. There was a moment of panic in Ethan's face when he realized he had to say the next part. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity flip flop. <laughs> <laughs>